Hello, welcome to Bladespod. It is Friday the 17th of July. My name is Ben and on the line is Andrew. How are you feeling today, Paul? Lousy today. What about you? <laughs> See, I think this is... Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested to get your take on this because I'm... I don't know if this is just my general state of mind at the minute, but I'm pretty... Uh, I don't know. I, I had a hard time getting too upset about last night, to be honest. So, but I know you you were pretty angry, weren't you? Obviously, we're talking about. I was about... disappointed. I felt all season, and I can't work out if, as you said, it was my. I got a new phone in the in the uh, in the day and tried to transfer everything over. And none of it transferred, so we're in a bad mood anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then I had to go to work. That was rubbish, as usual. And um, and then uh, I came home and watched that. So it might have been my state of mind. But yeah, I was really disappointed after, to be honest. I was quite sort of quite angry. Not not necessarily with the team, because how well they've done. I'm not going to start saying, oh, they're all rubbish, which I was shouting at the match. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in hindsight, that's not what I think. But yeah, I was just really disappointed with the performance. I just thought, I, for me, it were, it, it, I think it was as bad as Newcastle, I think. Wow! Did you say? Did you say that was the most disappointed you felt all season? Or yeah, that... for me, yeah, that's the most disappointed I felt. I, I don't know. I, I said to you before, and I, I still stick by it. It's not really Europe that I'm that bothered about in terms of well, we must get in Europe, and I, I'm aware it's been an amazing season. And I, I, but just on that one performance, I just thought to see every single player not turn up. It mm. really got to me in the sense that it were a massive game. You said yesterday, the, the day before, should I say? You know, this is now a huge game after the Wolves result, and it was. And I, I'm not going to criticise him for not getting into Europe, but I just think we just didn't turn up in a really big game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there's there's a bit of internal wrangling from from me. I think of being like mm. kind of relaxed in the context of the season in, in what you just said. I mean, we're we're guaranteed to finish in the top ten. You know, we've just come off a run of amazing results and, yeah. and performances that go with it. I mean, one thing we didn't mention on the podcast last week, but um, I said to you separately that we'd forgot to mention it was that. That little run of performances was was a lot better than what we were doing before lockdown, yeah. where we were, I don't want to say coasting through games, but you know, we were kind of scraping by some of those games, weren't we? You know, you mm. think of like the Bournemouth Bournemouth game at home, we deserved to win, but they did play as, you know, they played us really well for quite a while. Palace yeah, away. Yeah, 20 minutes were all over, weren't they? Yeah, have, Palace yeah. away, you know, could have gone either way, scored direct from a corner. Norwich yeah. at home was just 1 0, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we, we come off that. Uh, we've just gone like played really, really well for the last few weeks, and you know, in the sort of uh, face of it, there's no real shame in losing two nil to a top six, possibly top four team, and yet the wrangling comes from the fact that we were rubbish, as you said. It was, mm. you know, it was it was just really low effort, low quality from basically every player, and I don't know, I. I I don't know. It, it was so. I, I think it was because it was so low effort that I was kind of like, just sort of sat back and was like, "Well, we we're pretty clearly not going to win this game." Like as soon as we conceded the first goal, like I don't see how we're going to score. And I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. That is some. That is a source of anger for a lot of people. I think I just was like kind of just accepting that we were not going to get back into it. Maybe that's the case. Maybe we've been spoiled. Maybe I've been spoiled. You you seem a lot more level headed than me in that sense. But maybe it is that case of. I can count on one hand how many bad performances we've had this season. Mm. It, in fact, it's probably only two in it, really. What Newcastle, maybe Newcastle, Liverpool, and and yesterday, and maybe Villa are, are, the, are the ones that stand out to me as being poor performances. I just felt we're really unlike us. I mean, I don't mm. mind, you know, if, if Leicester turn up and play. I did think Leicester played well. If they play like that and we put an effort and, we, and and they beat us purely on quality, I think yeah. But realistically, I don't think we could have complained if we walk out of that five 0 And that I, I just don't think that's acceptable really as a 
as a Premier League side, let alone one going for Europe. I mean, and that sounds quite harsh, but that's how I felt. I just thought we could have lost that 5-0 quite easily. Yeah, that's that's a really important point, I think, is that it, it was way below our standards, wasn't it? I mean, mm. you know, that uh, take take Liverpool away, for example, when we just got passed off the park and, uh, and lost 2-0. Yeah. It's like, kind of just shrug your shoulders and just like, well, I, I don't... I don't really know what else we could have done with that. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we were great in that Liverpool game, but we were just totally outclassed. And we were to a degree last night, but it wasn't like the Liverpool game for me. Yes, exactly. And I think also, Leicester were missing a lot of players. This was an opportunity. Mm. and Really good, yeah. Um, you know, debutant at left back, uh, left wing back rather, 36-year-old Wes Morgan making his second okay. start of the season. Uh, no Madison, no Chilwell, no So Yunchu, no Pereira, who's been tremendous for him. Yeah. That said, if I could have picked three players to miss this game out of their entire squad, I probably would have gone Vardy and Didi <laughs> and then either Tielemans or Madison, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah. still had some, you know, still a, a good team that they put out there for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at that back three and I, and I worried a little bit with the strikers we put out. And I, you can't change them because how well they've been playing. But I, this sounds really, people might not agree, but I think that looks a bit of like a championship defence, that back three for Leicester. You know, Ryan Bennett and Morgan. I just thought, you know, in a couple of years' time, I can't see them being at Premier League level. I just thought it was a really good chance to get at him, especially if we'd have gone it early with the confidence levels and stuff, and it just never happened. Yeah. Uh, Evans is good for someone who I have previously said was terrible, um, but yeah. he's done really well since he signed for them. Um, I guess, I mean, with Morgan, I mean, look, he has spent a lot of his career at the top level now. It's just obviously coming yeah. to an end. Um, yeah, I don't, Bennett's a weird one. Isn't he? He's on loan from Wolves of all places. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's not a defence that I looked at and thought, God, this is going to be, you know, tough yes. to break down. I think on, a, on our on our day, like our United at the best, but it caused him a huge amount of problems with that defence. But he just we just didn't. Yeah, and with the wing backs as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what was his name? Is it Thomas? At left Thomas. Yeah, yeah, that's his debut. So again, you're not you're not sure. I'm thinking, yeah, maybe Baldock can get the better of him. But yeah, James Justin's you know decent young right back, but he's not that. He's not Pereira, who's, who's no. been tremendous all season. So yeah, it was uh, that that was frustrating. You know, I can't can't help but feel like yeah, a little bit of a missed opportunity. I mean. Did you see? Did you see Leicester against Bournemouth? Did you see that game? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. The first half thought they were good, and then the second half they just fell apart in about twenty minutes, didn't they? Yeah, and it was so bizarre because they, you know, in some respects they didn't actually play badly. They just gave Bournemouth four goals. It's yeah. like what on earth are they doing? You know, they yeah. basically just passed it to them in their box four times. Um, but yeah, so I, it wasn't like uh, I don't know. I wasn't thinking like, oh, you know. Uh, they're, they're clearly terrible. We'll be able to get through them, but at the same time, they have, I think since January they're like the 14th best team in the Premier League. On uh, mm. you know, if you just start the table in January, so yeah, it's it's one of them. Like I say, where I'm kind of like, well, you know, we lost to a team that are fourth in the Premier League two 0 like you know, bit of a shrug. But at the same time, yeah, missed. I, don't get me wrong; it would be a massive ask to to play what Tottenham, Burnley, Chelsea, Wolves, Leicester in a row and not lose any of them. Yeah. You know, I'm aware of that, but like I say, it's, for me, it's not the loss; it's the performance that that really got to me. Yeah, and this is a good segue point to uh, talk about Wilder's post-match. Uh, I don't know, rant implies sort of out of control, I suppose. But his his interview, where he is absolutely laid into the players. I mean, mm. I'll, I'll read a few quotes out in a minute, but how how did you feel listening to that? I was clapping at the time because he, he just summed up as our feeling. That's basically <laughs> everything that he said is what I was shouting. I can understand the the arguments against it, you know, especially the the League One and Championship players' comment. Mm. But 
He's honest, isn't he? I think he and people might say it's a rant. I've seen people say talking to a mate yesterday actually, and he was saying he reminded me of Kevin Keegan. Do you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rant uh, in Newcastle. And I can understand that completely. That sort of because that's what it was like. But um, I don't think you can. I think he was really, really angry. To be honest, I think that's that's what it was. I don't know if it was out of control or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't get the sense he was, but I think you're right. That he was extremely angry. I mean, yeah, just some of the things he said for anyone who's not not heard it or seen it. Um, he said it looked as, as if the players wanted to do the minimum. The max has to be the max for us. We were poor, really poor. Didn't deserve anything out of the game. Dean's kept us in the game. We took a huge step back, which is really disappointing. Difficult to take. I'm quite upset and annoyed regarding what it produced. Doesn't sit well at all. I'm a here and now manager. I think this is an interesting thing to talk about. A here and now manager who has watched my team completely underperform. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and go, well done, lads, because you were great last week. It's BS. Um, yeah. And yeah, they, you know that is. I I I always I I love that that he says that that here and now manager. He always talks about like I don't care what we did last week. I'm I'm only bothered about what we do right now. I mean, it's such a it's just a it's a winner's attitude, isn't it? That's the attitude that has got us where we are. Not just from him, but instilling that in the players. And mm. yeah, I'm all for it. I was you know as I said, I was kind of like eh, you know we lost two 0 to Leicester. Not not a huge surprise, but then. I watched the enemy. I was like, "Yeah, there we go." I love hearing that. <laughs> I feel I feel better about it now. If you like knowing that it, yeah. we're not just going to sugarcoat it. It's like, no, hang on, that's that's not good enough. And if you do play like that consistently, we will struggle. We will have a difficult season. But it's, it, I guess, it is also it's such an exception for us to play like. I mean, you listed there you know, a couple of minutes ago the times we've, we have played like that this season, and it's 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 an on one hand kind of job, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I thought it was. Um, I think it was the right thing to say, and also just a. I don't know, just putting a few players on on notice. I guess that like, don't coast through these next two games, uh, or you may not be here next season. And yeah, it's interesting. The end. He said he didn't say I'm stuck with these players. He said something on the lines of there's not going to be many changes. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to be here next season, which is lucky for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do take some of it with a pinch of salt. I mean, it's very... It's noticeable that the, the only player he actually named is Dean Henderson, and that was in the context of he was the only one who comes out of this yeah. with any credit at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it, mention Fleck, actually. He said Fleck came on and he was he poor as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, I missed that part. But, um, yeah, generally... I did like the... Uh, he said the, they're not thick. They're quite bright when they want to come and talk to me about having days off or contracts. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote that down, actually, because I, I do want to just pick up on that. Yeah, he said, um, I don't think they're thick. I think they're quite bright. They're quite bright when they want to talk about new contract contracts. They're right on the ball for that one and other bits and pieces when they need days <laughs> off, when they don't need them. They're quite bright footballers, but they wanted to do their own thing tonight. And I think I've seen a few people sort of seize on that contract thing as like uh, addressing players who have not yet signed a new contract, which would, of course, be Lundstrom and Egan, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of took it the other way, to be honest. I took it as like... Him saying, "Look, we've rewarded most of this squad with new contracts recently. You know, in the last couple of years because they've performed well. And, yeah, you know, and that's how you repay me, essentially. And you know, he, as he says, he's only ever looking at what they're doing right now and in the future, and not what they've done. You know, in the last all this season, all the previous season, etc. So, yeah, I could see. It's, it, it reminded me a bit of what we talked about after uh, the Spurs game, where Mourinho just like you know blasted his players and got a load of stick yeah. for it. And I thought this is." This is way harsher than what Mourinho said, but it's also, it's not remotely surprising, is it? No. You know, as a United fan, I think he looked mad the entire game. I was saying he's going to give him a right. I mean, I think the three subs at half time summed that up as well. Yeah, and you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but he said it could have made ten. And 
He's not wrong, yeah. to be honest. I mean, no, no, no. I don't. I mean, you might disagree. I don't think anyone other than Anderson were above a five out of ten. Uh, I don't disagree. No, I thought. Um, I thought. Yeah, all over was was really poor. I mean, yeah, the, the one I'd slightly mitigate is maybe Norwood, like who did almost nothing wrong with the ball. Like he what was it fifty one mm. out of fifty five passes completed. I thought his crossing yeah. was good and good set pieces, but he was also. He was so safe with it, admittedly because he was being pressed by... Yeah, I think indeed he really got on top of him and just completely benefit, uh, uh, dominated him. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't... I almost don't want to see Norwood have a, whatever that is, 95% pass completion rate. I feel like I feel like something's gone wrong if he's doing yeah. that. I want him to be trying more difficult passes. 95% pad, that reminds me of, like, I don't know, Lee Evans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... You know, just keeping yeah. it passing out, ticking over sort of thing. Exactly that, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that I think... Um, I mean, I don't think it will get mass uh, media scrutiny because, with respect mm. to Leicester, it, was, it wasn't it was like we did it against Liverpool. You know, it wasn't like when he uh, yeah. laid into Henderson after the error against Liverpool. Yeah, and everyone's, oh, my God, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously, you know, Henderson's not actually our player, I suppose, so maybe that amplified it a bit. But, yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it was interesting to see. To be honest, I've seen... I haven't, you know, read the opinion of every single United fan on Twitter, but it it does seem to have been universally well received among the fan base. I think mm. of saying that. Yeah, I've seen a couple. Like I say, I talked to a friend yesterday, and I understood his points completely. And I don't think it's as black and white as that. And he's saying that, you know, it, it did feel to him that he'd just gone off on one. Hmm. Uh, and I get that because I imagine, especially to neutrals as well, that it feels like that. You know, that my God, he's lost. I saw a couple of people comment actually on the on our Twitter. Feed saying this is terrible management. A Villa fan, weirdly enough, I was like, mm. yeah, probably shouldn't be talk about terrible management to be honest, mate. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and, and I understand that, and we'll see, won't we? The next two games, all I'll see whether it works or not. It's worked every other time. He's it, everything he's done, really. You know, we always bounce back. Even we lost three 0 to Newcastle and got outplayed by Man United, and then you know, look how we've come back from that. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I feel, I mean, I don't know, there's only one example I could think of off the top of my head, but it did remind me of when we uh, beat Leeds at Ellen Road last season. Can you, can you believe that was only last season? Yeah, um, it's madness, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then the next game we had Bristol City at home and we were really poor and lost the game. And yeah. You're just like, how has that happened? You know, we've just put in, I mean, we didn't play amazingly at Ellen Road, but obviously it was a, an amazing win, a backs to the wall kind of win. Mm-hmm. And it's similar, you know, we just obviously had our best performance of the season, I'd say, against Chelsea, and then, yeah, we just don't yeah. turn up. I mean, It's I... happened a few times, that, to be fair. Like you say, last season, we went seven games without conceding a goal and, like, three and against a really average Bristol City team. Mm. Uh, the year before, we were on a decent run when the whole City performance came around. We just beat Leeds, uh, beat QPR, who were decent that season, mm. and then lost a whole... I, I, that's football, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with the mentality of the players. I'm not suggesting that, but I think he sort of... I don't know, maybe it's a, it is like a, just a keeping your feet on the ground sort of thing that he does. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to mention that whole game, actually, because I, I, I dug out the interview mm. uh, that he gave to Sky after that whole game. And it's, uh, I mean, it's not word for word, but the theme is very, very similar to what yeah, he said yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Of, I actually know, think that whole round were worse, well, not worse, but I think that were more aggressive than yesterday, to be honest. It was more alarming, I think. I mean, there's yeah. a, little, a little bit, obviously, that was only his second season here, so we weren't quite as used to. These that level of ranting, I suppose. But yeah, yeah it was. It, I, I do remember being like, "Whoa, you know, I, I get we played terribly against Hull, and you know, we we if we have aspirations to get promoted, then we have to be better than that against a team mm-hmm. like that." But you know, he he literally said, 
you know, I, I might as, I'm just going to give up on getting in the top six because <laughs> yeah. you know the players are the players are clearly shown that they're not good enough. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend yeah, so it's that... the end of the line for these players. And I'm, I remember at the time going, "All right, <laughs> yeah, settle down." <laughs> Whereas, yeah, now I'm just like, "Yeah, get stuck in." It's such a, it's a weird. I don't know. It's weird in it because. I don't remember having a uh, relationship. Implies of you know some kind of uh, you know I actually know him, but you know it's yeah. a fan a fan relationship with a manager. You know I, I think I, I feel like as a, as a fa- the experience of being a football fan is like your loyalty is to the players in a way. You know it's like they're the ones that give you the amazing moments, and mm. you know they're the ones that score the goals and make amazing saves, amazing tackles, all this kind of thing. But and and absolutely they've done that all season, and you know so much love and respect for so many of them but at the same time you know the managers is going like the crap the rubbish yeah, terrible yeah, yeah, not yeah. good enough and i'm like yeah I I especially the facebook groups a lot of maniacs on there really but they, they were like saying you see even wilder's slagging him off why can't yeah. i slag him off it's like it's completely <laughs> different what he's doing but yeah he does seem to have one of these big rants one i mean the barn that one last year oh yeah a reserve team or whatever, but a lot of them are still here. And then he was saying, you know, that's why they're on the bench and that's why they won't be here next season. And it does have the sort of once a season, you know, I'm going to lay into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is like, yeah, this is like the key to the discussion is that on the face of it, there's no shame in losing to Leicester as long as you play well or work hard. And we didn't yeah. either. It was. Yeah. Uh... This is the thing. I don't want to take anything away from Leicester. That's the best, arguably the best anyone's played against us this season in terms of how they, everything that we're good at, they just nullified straight away. Mm. So they might have won anyway. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to do what the other fans do and say, oh, we had an off day. Mm. I just think it would have been a much better game, which we'd have come out of and said, you know what, we got they're a better team than us. And I'm no, you know, no qualms about saying that. But to play like that, we just made it as easy as possible for them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know how to explain how we were so poor. I mean, you know, I think Leicester definitely factor into it. We'll talk about it in a moment, but you know, I, I really do agree with Wilder that not and, and yourself actually, not one player bar Henderson played well at all yesterday. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, any you know, you just got players like mis simple things, just miscontrolling it out, overhitting passes, misplacing passes, you know. Got like players. McGoldrick's first touch, not to single him out because I could have picked anyone there. To be yeah, honest, yeah. Yeah. first touch going all over the place. I just, I didn't understand it, and that is clearly the root of that anger. I think just any any thoughts at all on what on earth led to that? No idea. The best thing of the game for us was the first one minute <laughs> when Baldock obviously threw, and he should have passed that to McBurney. To be fair, they really oh, mm. frustrating looking back at that. After that, I thought we were sloppy in possession. I, I, I thought we got outworked, which I never think United. Well, not not. It's very rare we get outworked. I do think we got outworked. We were really bad decision making. I think. I mean, I think Wilder sums it up in his interview. To be fair, everything I'm saying is what he said as well. Which is every sort of thing that we've been good at, we we were really poor at. We weren't organised as well. We got. I mean, obviously, second half you you going for an equalizer. I understand. You know, we went to a four at the back. We're going to get it on the break, especially with Vardy and stuff on, with the pace and everything. But before we could have been three 0 down at half time, really, and I don't mm. think we could have had much complaint. Yeah, I mean, even even with those changes, you know, I mean, the midfield it was it was like they were. Uh, I said to my, they were like twenty yards too deep when we attacked, and and twenty yards too high when we defended. There was just, I just didn't, I, I didn't know where they were supposed. Well, <laughs> where they were supposed to be was not where they were. Basically, yeah, you know, just offering yeah. offering nothing. You got defenders going 
you know, going walkabout essentially and leaving us completely stretched and exposed. And then, yeah, players just miscontrolling the ball all over. It's just... Look, maybe overall, we have overachieved this season. And I did think this last night in my more uh, reflective moment uh, when I was stopped ranting a little bit. But <laughs> I think uh, sort of maybe we need to get used to this as well. This is the Premier League. This Most teams do this. Most teams, Southampton, good example. I, you know, they lose 9-0 at home to Leicester and then go on a really good run and then lose again and then go on a run. You know, we might have to accept that we can't keep these levels up you know, week out because we just don't have the quality to to get through games that other teams do, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just that it's so rare for us to do it that, that maybe we need to get used to it. It's weird that post lockdown we've arguably put in three of our worst four performances of the season, and arguably two of our best. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want to follow that up with. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to say the caveat to that is we were putting in two of us best as well. Maybe that's what we need to get used to a little bit, where we can beat anyone on his day and maybe lose to anyone on his day. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. They, my my aspiration for next season, I'm sure this isn't shared by the manager, is is to be a good mid-table team again, essentially. Mm. You know, and and yep. a, a good mid-table team. Yeah, we'll have some inexplicably bad losses and some yep. really big highs as well, which is, I guess, kind of what we had this season, just with a bit more consistency. And and this is what I'd like to say. Like as much as, as the performance was awful, I thought yesterday, I was really angry with it, but. I have also seen people once again jumping on the, oh, next season's going to be difficult. I, I think we're playing like a, yeah, we are, we are, we're playing like a mid-table team at the moment. We've had a really good run and surrounded by really bad performances. That is what I'd say, what, 50% of the Premier League do. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, mm, no, we talk about a waveform. Uh, another time, I think. Cause, uh, I mean, so, uh, yeah, just on that, we've only scored one goal in the last five away games. We've actually not been that good away all season um, on on the numbers, if you like. Yeah, um, I, I think we've sort of that run that we went on where we didn't get defeated. That's fantastic. And you, look, don't get me wrong, you need to do that, especially as an only promoter team. You can get a point on the road. But we weren't winning games, were we? Many, many games away from home. I don't know how many we've won away from home actually this season. Four. Yeah, so it's not you know. Yeah, it's not a huge sort of. My word, this is the best. It was fantastic to go and beat, and I'd love to go on the. I'll take this away record next season. I'm not knocking it. Oh god, yeah, just, definitely. But, but yeah, I think that I'm not saying we've been found out, but we, we do that sort of cautious first half, keeping it, and let's try and do it in the second half, and it's just not working at the moment. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's take a quick break, uh, and then I have some other things to say about Leicester generally and a few individuals as well. So, yeah, we'll be back in one moment. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean and can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in need of cheering up, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair 
Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Um, I mean, you mentioned the sort of the, the dominance of this game. I mean, outshot fifteen to five. Leicester created six big chances to our one, so an xG over three, which is massive. I think the big, you know, one of the big things is the loss of possession stats. We lost the ball thirty-two times to mm-hmm. then nineteen, which, yeah, that's that's not helping yourself, is it? And they also more tackles, more interceptions, just yeah. outworked and and a, a greater degree of class as well. I mean. And it did sort of cross my mind because this is so. This is the fourth time we've played Leicester under Wilder, and uh, and we've obviously lost them all. There's a League Cup game and an FA Cup game from. Uh, yeah, it was both of those cup games were in our first season of the Championship, right? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked, knocked yeah. out of both cups. So I mean, look. Uh, obviously, we were, we were a full league below them for two of them, and then they're a very good team this year. So it's, it's not totally surprising that you would lose four times, but. It did kind of occur to me that they might just be like a, a good matchup for us, or, or a, a bad matchup, I suppose, in terms of they're well set up to beat us. Yeah, um, they're very new. They're like a better Newcastle, miles better Newcastle. But you know what I mean <laughs> by that? Sort of, they they're really good defensive. They keep it solid and then they hit you on the break. As soon as you go forward, you're like, whoa, hang on, they've got two on three on two here. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. that's what they play on a lot when they come up against the better sides. I think they were always causing problems when teams are going forward and they've got the pace of Ardy and even Inacio when he plays and stuff. You know, on on the break with really technical players like Madison, mm. and we've struggled against those sort of sides, haven't we? To be fair. Yeah, I think also you know they've got the back three. I always I need to look this up. Uh, I'm sure there must be this available somewhere. I'd be curious to know how we perform against teams that play three at the back versus four at mm. the back this season. I don't know if it's just if it's just anecdotally. I feel like we have more success against four. But Watford uh, did it against us at their ground and really silly should have won. Yeah, completely nullified us, didn't they? And I'm pretty sure yeah. Leicester played three. Um, at the lane as well. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously Brighton. Brighton turned up and did the same. Although we should have beaten Brighton, to be fair. Yeah, that no, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Chelsea did it second half, but it was too late by then, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they so they you know they have that back three, but also their approach, I guess, of like you know they look to soak up the pressure and play on the break. They have you know mm. an amazing central two. I mean, genuinely one of the best central two midfielders in the division. I think in Tielemans and in Didi. Uh, yeah, Vardy yeah, yeah, yeah. is Vardy's still very much at his peak. I think Perez is a really underrated player as well. I think he's like super smart in his movement and yeah, they're they're fans before the game. Obviously, to get the view from and stuff, we're all saying that he should be dropped and he's been a bad signing. But every time I've seen him, he's looked really good. I think the thing is with Leicester, it's, it's, they're a really good side. You look at the team, you think yeah, it's quality. It's just the form that they were on that, that obviously that's where the frustration comes in. Mm, yeah, form they're on and the key players missing for sure. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that you know, that formation-wise and approach, but also they they did pressurise us a lot. You know, really closed us down, and I guess that is a, a small frustration because it's not like it's, they're the first team to ever do that to us. You know, but even in like even in injury time, much like we did against Chelsea, I suppose. You know, you got mm-hmm. Damari Gray like flying into a tackle on the edge of our box. Indeed, he's still there, winning it, all that kind of thing. It's just like, oh, the level of intensity this team is showing is yeah. It's just so much higher than anything we've shown in the entire game. They're doing yeah. in injury time. Maybe it's easier to do when you've won the game and you're two 0 up. And we, you know, kind of saw that against Chelsea. But mm. yeah, it may it may just be that you know teams like Leicester are just um, in, in some ways the most difficult 
opponent for us outside of the truly elite teams, I suppose. And yeah, I, I mean, the, the, what gives me comfort is that the first season of the championship, I think we saw a lot, a very similar ending, I felt, to that mm. season, to this season, where we, everyone seems to think we just completely fell off a cliff at the end of that championship season. We didn't. We had some really good results along the way. You know, we drew mm. away at Brentford, where we played really well and should have won that. Um, there was another game... Uh, Oh, they were another decent side that we played well. But it was surrounded by these performances, like away at Barnsley and away at Fulham, where we got outclassed and then Barnsley we just didn't show up and stuff like that. It reminds me a lot of that, and we improved massively after that. Wilder well, learned a lot. So Yeah, and I guess basically return to that. A similar theme, you know, there was worries like, oh, we've been found out and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I have just said, like, that's, that is essentially a good blueprint to play against us that we probably will need to adapt to next season. But yeah. not not, yeah. Every te- not every team has the players to do that, like, you know, I mentioned a few teams there that you know have tried to play back three, and we still either did beat them or should have beaten them. And mm. yeah, so that isn't. It's not a long term worry for me. It's just yeah, maybe Leicester are a really difficult opponent for us. Particularly, I mean, is yeah. there anything anything realistically you would have liked to have seen us do to try and change this game beyond uh, score, beyond score a goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think. I think. Uh, I'd like to have seen sort of in that in that first half, for instance, when it was still nil nil and it were quite clear we were under the cosh. I don't know, maybe trying to go a little bit more conservative and trying to get in at half time at nil nil, but we weren't really creating. It's hard to do. I've seen some people say, "Oh, Wilder got out thought." I don't know what you can do when the players are playing that that badly on and off the ball. You know, it's it's difficult to know what you can do when you know uh, Berger gets it and then just loses it by getting you know shrugged to one side or McGoldrick's not holding a single thing up. Some, I've seen some people say we went long. I think we went long because we were getting pressured. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Your take there, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, we we tried we tried a triple sub at half-time. Uh, McGoldrick, Berger, Osborne all come off for uh, Moussa, Lundstrom and Fleck. I thought, I don't know, I don't know. I thought that was quite significant that, you know, that's like for like, isn't it? Mm. Uh, you know, we didn't actually try and change the flow of the game at that point, which I, I suppose probably is reflective of you know, probably what Wilder said at half time. I, I, my guess would be play better. You know, like yeah, structurally, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is okay. And this is what I mean. I, I think it's really easy to say. I mean, every football fan does it. Well, Wilder got out thought, or you know, Lampard. I, I think Lampard probably did get out thought last week. To be fair, but you know, there's other games. Mourinho. People say, oh, he got out thought by Wilder. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I, I really don't think it's about thought many of the time. It's when the players just aren't performing, and that's what happened. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Basham comes off after an hour. Sharp. That that was a change of shape, wasn't it? Sharp yeah. on for Basham with uh, thirty minutes to go. So that we... didn't work at all. To be fair, did it? I think we lost any sort of width that we had. Yeah, going going to a back four. Just I thought we were just all over the place. Yeah, mm. I mean I I don't have the time stats here, but I mean you know okay. We so we we're one nil down in the first half. Uh, such a simple goal, you know. I just, I think the first thing I said was like that was just far too easy. Like, yeah. you know, they just worked it from right to left. Thomas under no pressure passes to Perez. Yeah, under no, no closing down. That's what really frustrated me with that goal. It was so simple. I mean, I from Leicester's view, you're thinking, yeah, good goal. But from our point of view, you're just giving him so much space. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I give a lot of credit to Perez there for his like drifting from that three into, you know, to a deeper position. But I think Norwood has to be on him. To be honest, it's. You know, it's obvious that he's going to be in front of the defence. I mean, it is smart from Perez, I think, because, yeah, he's he's essentially trying to pull a defender out of position and midfield doesn't go in. But, yeah, you know, just a simple pass and then a simple first-time finish and just like, oh, you know, that's... We have to work... We have to make teams work harder for for 
the yeah, first yeah, yeah. goal because that just completely it's such a lazy thing to say but I think we are a team this season where the first goal does completely change the game I know mm. we've come from behind quite a lot but we haven't won many games from behind no, have we? So, no, no, no. yeah uh, and then yeah Henderson you know Henderson really kept the score down to be honest I mean some really good close range blocks was that one where Vardy like uh, I think it was might have been Basham like blocked his first time volley and then he still got to the rebound yeah and yeah yeah Henderson just about blocked it away you know I mentioned those six big chances you know Henderson's uh, Vardy was in one-on-one it's the post yeah. uh, Barnes in one-on-one they had a Barnes could have had a hat trick on another day <laughs> yeah he really could and then incredibly you know massive credit to Henderson for keeping us in the game we we almost equalised um <laughs> From a set piece where, yeah, the corner gets headed on, deflected towards goal, Schmeichel saves it, and then Wes Morgan somehow blocks the follow-up from Egan where it yeah. it would have just been a tap-in for O'Connor. I mean, it would have been such an undeserved equaliser, yeah, but that's, yeah. you know, that has been the game plan, hasn't it, to try and well, stay I did in say, Yeah, I did say, you know, if we got a goal, I think they, they would have panicked just simply because mm. of the run they've been on, but... Yeah, it would have been, been completely in- <laughs> Yeah, it would have been interesting to see what we would have done... Uh, with our approach, I think if if we had equalised at that point, having gone to a back four, if I try to think who we who we had on the bench, we didn't have Rodwell on the bench, so I guess Jags might have come on and gone back to a three. I'm not sure. We'll mm. never know, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the uh, second goal is just like so emblematic of what we did wrong in this game. I mean, I don't know what Egan was doing. Any idea? I mean, he's he's so far up yeah. the pitch, like. Yeah, oh, don't, honestly. I was just like, I mean, he's trying to take, he's trying to outpace someone on the centre circle. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's even further. I think it's about 30 yards out and he loses yeah, it. And then, yeah. and then instead of running back, he, you know, tries this sort of, well, I guess the, the defender's equivalent of a Hollywood ball, a Hollywood tackle to try and, oh, uh, yeah. try, and try and stop Evans. Uh, and then as a result, I mean, it's, we have a back two of Lundstrom and O'Connell at that point, and yeah, Fardy just uh, plays a good pass to Gray, who finishes as well. Uh, he's another player I like a lot, actually, Damari Gray. Always, I'm yeah. always slightly surprised he don't play more for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's exactly the sort of player that we don't have, and where Moose at least is not uh, on his on his game. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then yeah, that's obviously that's absolutely game over at that point, and I'm just thinking like, you know. Please, please keep it to two. Like, I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be embarrassed here. Um, a couple of players for Leicester that uh, I think we definitely have to pay some attention to. I mean, I just think Indeedy is a a phenomenally good defensive midfielder. I was, actually, I, I looked yeah. up the um, the twenty seventeen cup game that I mentioned, the the league cup one. I'm surprised that he played in that one. I, I thought he was a fairly new signing, but he's obviously been there for three or four seasons. Yeah, now, I, but... I didn't know that to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, just I thought it was tremendous. It was it was like having an extra man almost in midfield. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, what is he? he's like second in the league to uh, James McCarthy of all people of uh, tackles per ninety, and only is second also to uh, uh, Diego Rico of Bournemouth of interceptions per ninety in the whole league as well. I mean, that's just a stupidly effective defensive midfielder, to be honest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of times we were trying to shield the ball from him, and it's just like, nah, you know, te- telescopic yeah, I, I leg around the side. Actually, to, to a kid I was talking to, and we were saying, like, we do like that physical player, don't we, midfield, like Ndidi, that sort of. I mean, Berger could do it, it, it with his size, but I think with Ndidi, he's so strong and physical and up mm. and down, and, you know, it's. We, I do think we lack a little bit of that. Yeah, well, that's that's a hard player to find, and I mean, that's, it's that's. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. 
yeah, but like you say, you're just sort of like, no, you're not having this. This is mine. You're not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, proper uh, proper elite level defensive midfield effort from him. Really good. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a good point to segue to alternative man of the match. Actually, if you are ready. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Brought to you by the Denblades fanzine. I mean, the undisputed man of the match from United for this one is uh, is Dean Henderson, of mm. course. But alternative man of the match, pick out someone else who deserves some attention that they may not get. Um, and I'm going to use this uh, opportunity to talk about Jamie Vardy here. Actually, oh, um, I want to. I want to. Not is one of my nominations because um, he, he generously did not score against us in this game. After uh, I feel like every <laughs> yeah. United fan was like, "Well, we basically start this game one nil down." Yeah, yeah, just... I said the same. I'm going to accuse you of being a Wednesday fan then, to be honest. But yeah, so it was very nice of him not to score against us. Although he, he did try, but I, I think we just have to, uh, you know, pay a bit of respect to how good he is. To be honest, I mean, yeah. five chances created. Uh, he's the top scorer in the Premier League by a distance. You know, he's he's tremendous. I mean, what is he, 32, I think, now? He's, Ridiculous. Only he's drinks Red Bull and crisps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His movement, you know, he's so rarely caught offside. He's, he, he's, he's still really fast. Or The timing of his runs are, are brilliant. And mm-hmm. just every time the ball got played forward, I was like, oh, my God, Vardy's going to be in one-on-one. I mean, our defence is not... It's not super fast, but it's not super slow either. But he's just no. he's just breezing away from people like Egan and O'Connell. I always every season I always think this could be the last this might not work yeah. out for Vardy. This might be the one where he sort of, not gets found out, but you know, he's getting older and you know, every every striker loses it after a while, every every player. But he's top goal scorer yeah. <laughs> in the Premier League. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I he love looked- watching him play, I really do, and I don't Really disappointed that England never used him anywhere near like they should have, to be honest. I mean, I always go back to that Euros when he were on fire when Leicester won the league and we just mm. persisted with uh, Harry Kane and Sturridge up front and both were just woefully out of form. Kane didn't look fit. Kane never looks fit, to be honest. But <laughs> Kane, Kane didn't look fit. And, and we had this man on the bench who were just, you know, on fire and we never used him. I think he played, he come on as a sub against Wales and that were it. Yeah. Why, why did he retire from England? Was it just... Like, he just said, he just... It was, yeah, just come and bother us. I don't think he said that. <laughs> yeah, there were no like sort of reason. I think he would just, as, as, he were never first choice, were I? So, no. I heard Carragher say this, Jerry Carragher say that he were going to England, you know, going away, abroad, not seeing his family and stuff, and he would never get in a kick of the ball. So, what what were the point? Mm, I, if he hadn't retired, would he be starting for England now? I don't, I don't think he would. Be, I, don't I think either. he should. But I don't think they would have played him. I think. I don't know. We go down this sort of youth thing, and I understand it completely. Like, I, don't get me started on England again, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't think he'd be starting either. I think it'd be. Uh, it'll be. You know, we, we kind of play that three almost, don't we? Of yeah. uh, Kane central. I don't think we'd be playing two central strikers. So, no, 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 no. yeah, good. And, you know, and if that's going to prolong his uh, his career at the top level a little bit, I mean, I know you're not like, you know, you're not you're not obviously going away with England every other week or anything like that, no. but that's. You know that's probably another six games, and you know that he he doesn't have to play a season. He obviously doesn't have to go and do all the travelling, the training, that it's kind amazing. of thing. When I went on the last of all a couple of weeks ago or whatever, and they were they were a thread saying what has happened to Jamie Vardy. It's like I'll, we'll have him. <laughs> what has happened to Jamie Vardy? He's the top scorer in the Premier League for Every God's sake. He's mad. I mean, we think we we look at the criticism <laughs> from Bernie and stuff and think that's a bit harsh. What they're on about? This is Jamie Vardy, twenty three goals or whatever it is this season. Their fans are saying, no, he's past it now, he's not good enough. 
is uh, is tremendous. And uh, yeah, you know, even though he is obviously Wednesday connections, I, I did want to mention him not only because he didn't score, but because uh, I just think he's a, a tremendous player yeah. and, and re- really did show that yesterday. But yeah, who uh, who would you like to nominate this week? It's got to be, uh, and everyone, a lot of people mention it. But it's got to be Nil and Wilder playing chess halfway through the first half. They were that like bored of the performance. She's got the board games out, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the travel chess. Yeah, snakes and ladders, like. <laughs> yeah. Who who do you think would who would you be betting on? Um, oh, Alan Nil just... definitely. Just looking at Wilder's face, I think he were landing on a few snakes uh, and that uh, <laughs> when they were doing that. And I like how Nil just like pushing things to the side and then just like looking up. But yeah, Alan Nil, my uh, he's the brains there. Uh, I reckon when it comes <laughs> to the board games. That's a great one. I really like that. Um, one other small thing to mention: uh, X Blade Kieran Dowell, who obviously, you know, played mm. a played a not insignificant role in getting us promoted to the Premier League. Really important ha- goal away at West Brom. Absolutely, and you know, filled in at left wing back very effectively when mm. uh, when O'Connell was injured and we moved St- uh, Stevens to the middle. But hat trick hero, uh, you know, Wigan obviously got this impending points deduction. Uh, and they absolutely annihilated Hull eight nil in the week. And I blew your mind in a way. We can start earlier in the week. Yeah, you know, I I, I checked this like three or four times. So <laughs> please, please enlighten the listeners with your, this ridiculous start. Uh, Wigan have uh, had eleven clean sheets out of the last twelve games. Even now, I can't quite <laughs> believe it. Like, I mean, you know, these, I think as you said to me, they're the best side in the country. But they're like, what are they? They are yeah, the best side of the world, I think. Now. In the world, yeah. That's yeah, that's a team yeah. that that's a team that are thirteenth in the championship pre pre this points deduction. Mm. <laughs> so what was it? Did you say eleven out of twelve? Yeah, eleven out of twelve clean sheets. Yeah, and and I think the one they didn't was Brentford away when they were down to ten men. Yeah, they got them a three nil in that one, I think, didn't they? And they were, like you said, they went down to ten men, so it's a bit, you know, hard. Hard game for him, but uh, also brilliant. They're doing amazing. They were, I think they were third bottom, weren't they, at one point? Yeah, they, yeah, they were down there. Yeah, I mean that's that's such a wild start. It's not like they have a ridiculous, you know, their goals conceded. So it's so they must have conceded fifty three goals in the first thirty six games. Then or first 30, yeah, fifty goals in the first thirty games. Yeah, they really <laughs> struggled at the start of the season. They've got Charlton away next, and then they've got Fulham at home, which will obviously be difficult. Weirdly, mm. the championship uh, season ends on Wednesday, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, all the games finish at half seven on Wednesday. No idea. I think I think that's right. Hmm. Uh, let me just double check that. I, I, someone else said this to me, and I've just just looked at it. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, I've got it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, I, I hope we can stay up. Just cause they do not deserve to go down just based on that run alone. You know, with the points deduction and stuff. Yeah, and uh, Dowell, if you've not seen Dowell's third goal, look it up because it's an absolute cracker, unbelievable strike on the volley. And uh, yeah, of course, the uh, the man on the receiving end is poor George Long. I felt really sorry for, you know, just, it didn't look hugely at fault for any of the goals, but like by the time the sort of fifth or sixth one is going straight past his arm, you probably could ask some questions. But yeah, yeah. I want to give a little a little shout out to Kieran Dowell who uh, I, I appreciate the efforts from last season and yeah there's uh, an important hat trick in an 8-0 win there um, but yeah I do like uh, I do like Alan Neil Snakes and Ladders champion so <laughs> I, I think he's uh, you know as he tends to do he's been kind of in the background uh, for a lot of this season I suppose so I think he uh, and obviously I can't give this award to Jamie Vardy either so 
Alan Nil and uh, yeah, board game board game master is definitely the winner of the alternative man of the match for this week. That is brought to you by the Demblades fanzine. Uh, do not forget to check out and indeed subscribe to the fanzine at demblades.co.uk. Right. Um... Uh, just on the breaking news from the the, the prime minister. Uh, yeah, never thought that come up on uh, <laughs> today's pod. But uh, yeah, apparently from October, uh, stadiums are going to be open, resuming for for people to enter in England. Mm, eyebrow twitchy time is that 100 yeah. capacity that's interesting that is interesting yeah from october stadium events and conferences will resume in england so interesting hmm. well i'm sure there are many thoughts that we could have about that but we're, <laughs> we're not going to espouse them here i suppose yeah. um any any anything else you want to just say about leicester i mean fleck fleck comes back in for his first appearance yeah or... Fleck's always rusty when he comes back I, to be honest I, I didn't think he was as bad as the rest of the midfield fleck when he came on i think there were a couple of things he did quite well um mm. but yeah he's, he's you know I, I i i play him the last two games i think i think he's I think Osborne's been fantastic, but he, he must be absolutely knackered, Osborne, now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm quite disappointed. I thought Stevens were really, really poor, arguably our poorest player yesterday. I would have liked to have seen Osborne at wing-back, actually, rather than him coming off the flight. But... Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't consider that. Yeah, it was very much a uh, immediately after lockdown performance from us yesterday overall, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right about Flake looking, uh, looking a bit rusty when he comes back. So, yeah, hopefully... I, I, I would also like to see him... Um, uh, play the last two games I think if it's fit I mean it's I don't I, I always I don't know I'm not a football manager so I, I don't pretend to have any particular knowledge on this kind of thing but I'm always a bit reticent with that like oh you never change a winning team it's like well what if your best players sat on the bench and I don't know like as well as Osborne's done if yeah. you know, if, it was, if, if Fleck had been fully fit yesterday I would have started Fleck over Osborne because I think he's a better player. Can you imagine, like, though, if we'd have started him yesterday and everyone had gone, why did they change a winning Wilder? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. I, I don't know. I, I don't buy the idea that you have to wait for the team to lose before you can make changes. I think yeah, you should be right. trying to pick the best team to win uh, each week. And I would have Fleck in, assuming he was fit. But, you know, it's, it's pr- probably safe to assume that he was not fit enough to start yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, good to see him off the bench. Right, uh, let's just quickly wrap up by talking about what's next. We've got Everton at home, our final home game of the season on uh, on Monday. They are a, a team. With... <laughs> <laughs> they are a team with absolutely nothing to play for. Um, you know, got a draw against Villa yesterday, but they've been pretty dodgy form for the last few weeks. Yeah. Really, um, my only issue with this Everton thing is that surely they're due a decent performance. They're not as bad as they have been playing. Sure, that's the only. Do you know what I mean? That's the only problem I've got with this. I, I, I think they're a little bit broken, to be honest. I, I, you know, there's some. I can't remember who, who was it they lost to the other last week, last weekend. Do you remember? They put in a really Wolves. poor performance. Yeah, that's right, Wolves. Yeah, and uh, I can't yeah. remember who it was, but it, could, it might be Seamus Coleman. You know, he said some slightly worrying things after that about like what's going on behind the scenes and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel they're in like. I would put them in like the tier of clubs that like are just a little bit broken, and I don't see how it gets better immediately. Like you know, I, I chuck Spurs into that for sure. Uh, West Ham as well, obviously. Uh, Bournemouth and Villa, those kinds of teams. So, um, not in terms of like their actual footballing ability because they've got some really good players. But yeah. we're definitely top ten now, aren't we? Whatever happens after Southampton's draw last night and Everton's as well. So you know, yeah. I, it's, I keep saying enjoy it, and then I get really mad when we, <laughs> when we like <laughs> play like that against Leicester. But I'd love to finish. I've said to you, I'd love to finish above one of Arsenal or Tottenham. I think that'll be a massive achievement. 
I think it would as well. Yeah, even even with the sort of uh, you know pretty poor seasons by their own standards that they're yeah. having, that you know they're still. I don't want finish. to finish below Burnley because I think we're we're, we're very similar. You know, in terms of uh, money and stuff like that, I know Burnley mm. been in the, the the league four years, and they are they are ahead of us, I think, in their journey or whatever, more experience and probably better backup. But mm. I'd like to finish above them to be the sort of the, the big underdog winners, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes, I like that indeed. Um, any any what, what, what sort of team would you like to see for Everton? I'd put Flight any... back in. Um, I would be. It's weird with Stevens. I really don't, even against Chelsea. I don't think he was quite at his best. I think he was better. Mm. I'm wondering. Would you put Osborne there? I don't know. To be honest, uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does. Whether it's going to be a right, go and prove yourself because you've let us down, or if it's going to be a right, that's it. You're out. You're out. You're out. Yeah, I've, I don't know if we have the squad to do that at the moment. To be mm. honest, I mean, I think you can make a case for starting Moose just in terms of like. You know, here you go. Here's his ninety minutes. Like, show yeah. show us what you can do. That kind of thing. Yeah. Show show us whether you're my you know third, fourth, fifth not needed striker for yeah. next season. Basically, Zikovic um, is another one. You know, are we going to have a look at him again? I'm not sure. Yeah, I do. I re- I, I think he probably is just going to leave, isn't he? At the end of yeah. the season. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll. I don't know if we'll. Uh, I don't say waste, but I don't know if we'll we'll spend minutes on him if you like. Um, all right, and then it, finally, just uh, crunch time at the bottom of the Premier League, and obviously we're in a we're in a, a, a privileged position which we've earned for ourselves. So not privileged yeah. at all, a delightful position. Let's put it that way. Yeah, where we can just look at this with uh, with our feet up and a, and a nice cold drink. Um, obviously, Watford play West Ham tonight. In uh, well, if it's a draw, that's good for both teams, so they might just play out a draw. But mm. uh, if somebody loses that game, they will be in pretty big trouble with the fixtures that they have remaining. West Ham, yeah. uh, Watford play Arsenal and Man City in their last two games, and West Ham have got Man United, Old Trafford, and then they play Villa on the last day of the season. So, yeah, it will it's be a very... It's because I want Watford to win, because obviously I prefer West Ham to go down, but... If Watford lose, then they have to beat Arsenal because they're not going to beat City realistically. And that'll be good for us in terms of Arsenal finishing above us. So, Good point, yeah. Um, well, my question was, who do you want to go down out of the three out of the three relegation spots? Who do you want to go down? Obviously, Norwich has uh, ticked one off already. Villa and, and West Ham, uh, please. <laughs> Villa and West Ham, right. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's all about yourself. Uh, I'm okay with West Ham staying up. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, the Bournemouth really rankled how they played against us at Bramall Lane. Mm, yeah, and I think you know, I'm not. I think West Ham is a fixture to look forward to next season. If you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm thinking about next season with West Ham rather than anything else. I just think they'll probably not be as bad next season. Probably not. But then I think a lot of people thought they'd be better than they are this season. Yeah. You know, the amount of money they spent. They're always going to be a bit car crash, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're all over the shop, aren't they? To be fair. I'd um, I'd happily take the current bottom three: uh, Bournemouth, mm. Villa, Norwich. Um, who do you think will go down? I think it will with the bottom three. To be honest, I, do, I, do, I think those three will go down. To be, honest. I think Villa yesterday that were a massive body blow, weren't it? Mm, yeah, that would. So they're on they're on thirty one points, two points from safety. Yeah, that's Bournemouth that have got huge. a fairly nice running. The same teams as we play: Southampton and Everton, which just be purely because they've got nothing to play for. You know, if you're gonna, if you want anyone to play, it's probably those teams who've got nothing to play for. I don't know if you'd agree. Mm, no, I th- yeah, definitely. Give me that every time. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I still think three points is 
a lot. But then, yeah, with West Ham and Watford playing each other, I think, yeah, if it's a draw tonight, I think that will be really difficult because that'll yeah. be four points to overturn in two games. Um, I think Villa yeah. probably gone. The last two, they've got Arsenal at home and then obviously the big one, West Ham away. They're going to have to beat Arsenal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, to have any chance, yeah. 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 My money be on that bottom three, I think. But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a fascinating one to keep an eye on because uh, it has absolutely no effect on us whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, from... I hope one of them wins tonight, just to keep it interesting. I yes, hope it's indeed. not a draw. I hope one of them does win tonight because then obviously I'd like one of them to win tonight and then Villa beat Arsenal. You know that'd be fantastic. I love that last game Villa West Ham if there's something to play for, but. Yeah, I don't suppose they're staggering the kickoff times of the last game. They're not. Well, we'll talk about this yesterday. I think it's, that's going to be hard to, to follow that one because I imagine we'll not be, you know, I imagine the Champions League places won't be sorted by them, for instance. So I imagine it'll be Wolves Chelsea probably on as the main game, and then and maybe West Ham Villa if that's something to play for. I don't think we'll be one of the main games. So. Mm. Yeah, every um, every game kicks off at the same time, but it's it's, it's not just the bottom, is it? Because you've got a. Uh, Leicester versus Man United. Oh, which, sorry, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, some really good. Well, and games, Chelsea actually. Wolves. I think I think we're going to need four screens going here. To, yeah, uh, yeah, get a bit of a watch all this. Going. I've got a, a Prince Abdullah actually. He's got like every game. I'm going to do his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot riding on that last day of the season, and obviously, I'll be watching the Blades as well. So, yeah, I mean, we look, we we technically can still qualify for Europe. I mean, we didn't, we haven't mentioned it so far, but obviously, uh, Man City's. Uh, it was a bad week for our European aspirations, or yeah. a bad five days or so, because obviously Man City's uh, UEFA ban gets overturned. Um, I would say majority of results went against us in the week. Uh, you know, Spurs yeah. and Arsenal both won, I think. If we Spurs miss out, who would you like to get in? Into the top seven? Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say Arsenal because uh, my mate supports Arsenal and I know he listens to every episode of Blaze Pod. So, hello, Josh, if you're listening. There you <laughs> yeah. go. That's one good thing I said about Arsenal. For, All right, uh, Josh, yeah, I, don't, I don't want you to get in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like... Um, I'd like uh, I, 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 this is a bit of frustration coming in and it's wrong to think it, but I think we've been better than Arsenal and Tottenham this season. I really, I, really do. Yeah, I um, agree. It'd be, it'd be disappointing to finish below uh, both of them, but that is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, Burnley. There we go. Burnley can finish top seven. Can they still do? Yeah, they can. Of course, they can. Yeah, yeah. Really big. Imagine you've got Norwich next. So that's you know we've given three points for that already. And then <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it's still. I mean, I don't think it's in our hands anymore, is it? To finish, we're a point behind Spurs um, in seventh. Mm. So I think one, most to, to be honest, I'd like if we got one more win, I'd be all right with that. Out of the last two, because I think that means we finish ninth, which matches the the Dave Bassett team in the mm. uh, early 90s. I think it'd be unfair to finish below ninth as well for us. I think we're better than better than that. I, I mean, tenths are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be knocking it, but yeah, I, I would like to finish above Burnley just for that sort of underdogs trophy that I've made up in my own mind. <laughs> Lovely stuff, yeah. You're going to be having a little ceremony in your own, yeah, your own house yeah, yeah, for that trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um... So, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, so the goal for Everton, obviously win the game, but also uh, keep us in with a shout of something going into that last game of the mm. season would be would be delightful, I think. And unfortunately, I'm not counting your imaginary uh, top top nine trophy <laughs> among that. So, it's Tottenham yeah. Leicester, isn't it? Been, oh, it's frustrating. We'd have beat Leicester yesterday. They've been absolutely so exciting for those last two games. But let's say we beat Everton and then Leicester beat Tottenham. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're back in pole position, so... Mm, yeah, we can't catch Leicester anymore, can we? Yeah. No, we thinking. can't catch Leicester. Uh, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to work Seven, out. Tottenham lose to Leicester at home, we beat Everton. You know, it's not on it. It wouldn't be a massive shot, would it? 
No, not really. Anyway, there we go. We've got a, a full weekend to uh, to get ready for that one. Obviously, mm. eyes on the bottom of the Premier League in the meantime, and perhaps eyes on a on the other half of Sheffield as well. Yeah, um... apparently they're getting the points deduction. Oh, well, it's going to be announced today, uh, yeah. to a couple of sources, but. Um... Yeah, it could be a terrible week, couldn't it, if they get away with it as well? <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, uh, my my like completely no knowledge hunch is that they just get deducted whatever many points is needed to not put them in relegation yeah. trouble. You I know, think like, that would be Bernie. that is very EFL, in it. <laughs> yeah, well, how many points? Well, they like eleven points, something like that. I think those last couple of games, they picked up four points, and that's sort of just got them out of it just in, just enough to to worry yeah. the authorities. Eleven points clear. So probably, uh, yeah. My my prediction is a nine point deduction. Yeah, I mean it'd be Based interesting to see if Team Sue, if Team Sue them though, or not Sue Wednesday, but you know take out further. But we'll see anyway. But it's something mm. again. Worst case scenario, they're in the championship again next season with uh, an absolutely awful uh, chairman and future. <laughs> yeah, while we uh, yeah kick back in the Premier League and uh, raking another years with the TV money. Excellent stuff, right, mate? Uh, sorry to, uh, yeah, feels feels strange. I mean, this is our first defeat in the league since Man United, doesn't it? Wow. Mm. Even though that was only like what three or four weeks ago, it doesn't. Yeah, feel like if time. we had a normal season, this would have been our first defeat in like a month and a bit, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it actually would. Yeah, it, it, you know, and that's not including international break. It could have been the first for two months, and we're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why and I wonder so... if that's where the disappointment to a degree comes from as well, in that. Because it's coming so quick, you don't really get to revel in your your, your performances quite as much, you know. But mm. on, the, on the good side is we're playing again Monday, so yeah, indeed, good good place to end it, mate. Where can uh, where can people see all your fine work scrutinising what people say on the internet? Yeah, uh, com or at Panchero on Twitter. Good man. Have you uh, have you had any Norwich fans hounding you this week or no? They got. I think like the team, they've they've accepted defeat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've not I've not I've not had any uh, messages from them or anything like. that. I got a United fan actually on Facebook messaged me thinking I were a Leicester fan saying, "Yeah, you weren't cocky before kickoff, were you, mate?" I'm like, they're not my comments. That's <laughs> 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 quite often that. You've surprisingly so, but <laughs> yeah. We should say actually, I haven't mentioned it yet, but. That view from Leicester, I was like, "Oh, come on, lads! Like, do you, cheer up! Like, yeah. this is not fair. Almost, it's like, oh, of course yeah. we're going to lose. Look at what they're all saying." They were worrying me so much because they were that view from the Wolves game were a draw. We've just come on the back of Chelsea. They got hammered at Bournemouth. They were all adding up to a loss, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for anyone who's not read it, I mean, it was. Uh, I would, I would <laughs> recommend, yeah, removing yourself from like sharp objects before you read this because mm-hmm. it was like the most depressive view from I think I've ever read and the fourth in the league ridiculous yeah was that is that the worst of the season in terms of like the mood of the fan base before kickoff undoubtedly yeah they're the most depressive depressed fans I've seen since Ipswich last season to be honest but <laughs> you just got relegated and finished bottom <laughs> yeah I've got, they were relegated by about Christmas last year weren't they Ipswich so unbelievable yeah I, I couldn't believe it as soon as I read it I was like oh no like absolutely we've been uh, reverse jinx to hell here there's no way we're going to yeah. from this I game. think Everton will be pretty similar to be completely honest judging by their run yeah yeah possibly oh, maybe I should have nominated look, the, they've, uh... they've not won in four now Everton hmm yeah, that's what I mean, man. It's yeah. uh, very, very beatable. I know there are only a couple of places behind us, but uh, I'm much more worried about Southampton than uh, than Everton. And uh, oh, yeah, I, I think Southampton have come back from this lockdown in, in really good. To be fair, since that Leicester defeat, they've been pretty good. 
Yep, good manager, good players, good way of playing. They're you know they're to me like the complete opposite of Everton. To be honest, I mean I know Ancelotti is obviously a good manager, but yeah. I'm not sure he's a I'm not sure he's a rebuild from the ground up kind of manager, which is what they need. But anyway, yeah. enough talk about Everton. We will talk about them much more on uh, at some point next week after that game, mate. So yeah, thanks as always for your time, and uh, I will catch up with you later. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers, man. Bye bye. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks very much to you for listening and downloading. And finally, thank you also to Beer52, sponsor of this podcast. A reminder, Beer52 are offering a free case of their handpicked beers to BlazePod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash BlazePod, sign up and cover just the $4.95 for postage. They will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. And these aren't just any beers. Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries that are out there and deliver it straight to your door. They do not hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today, get your free case of craft beer. You get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the words beer and the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. 